We've just told everyone we've seen in the last week to go and watch it, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> What was that? It was like you'd just been <laughs> caught with your hand in a jar then. <laughs> just so Jables. Hey, Pop Pickers, welcome back to the Just So Jables film podcast with me, Jables. Me, our kid. Me, producer Ben. If you're a fan of unfiltered raw takes of films, I can't keep that going forever. Here at the Just So Jables film podcast, we uh, go and watch a film, give you our long live reactions straight out of the box as it's unwrapped. And pushed in front of our eyes without any additional research or cleverness to make ourselves seem uh, super enlightened. That just sounded stupid. Yeah, well, it sounded erudite. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> erudite. Loquacious. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Loquacious of Borg. Yeah. Yeah. Lacutus. <laughs> I used to work with him, Lacutus of Borg. Did you? Yeah, back yeah. in the day. You started to look a bit like him. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I say, we give you our hot takes, uh, but we like to see if we've got any films wrong in the previousness. <laughs> what? You can tell it's a You're Friday. Flying. We're recording this early because it's a Friday, and uh, yeah, it's the end of the week, not the start of the week. I'm ready to go home. Jables, if you could just stick to the true true, that would be <laughs> I will. Great. I really will. Well, last week, our kid, we watched All, us, all of Us Strangers. We did. Our kid, tell us, how did we get it right, wrong? I think we mostly got it right. Most people seem to really like it, Mm. and it really resonated with a lot of people. I will start off with Brian Viner of the Daily Mail, having done a bit of a Google, not necessarily endorsing the Daily Mail, because I I quite liked what he said. He said, Andrew Scott will not hold aloft the Oscar statuette for his dazzling performance, but he will hold the acclaim of everyone else, Mm. which I think... Yeah, he gave it four out of five. Yeah. Wendy Eyed of The Guardian gave it five out of five. A deeply personal portrait of newfound love and a traumatic past in an emotionally wrenching masterpiece. So, nice. yeah. Justin Chang of the LA Times called it the year's best movie. I don't know if that's just because we're a month <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it's still, high praise for now. Yeah. The least favourable review I could find was from Sheila O'Malley of Roger Ebert, and she still gave it three and a half out of five, but she said it had a convoluted ending and a hokey premise, potentially maudlin stuff elevated by the work of all the actors. That's kind of what it was, Yeah, I think hokey and convoluted is a bit negative. I think we kind of said, though, last week, if you took it in isolation of what the actual story was, it's very simple and there isn't actually that much to it if you think about it. Mm. But it wasn't about that. It was about the stories, not the story. Mm. You want a little medal for that one? Yeah, I did. It just just popped in there. Okie dokie. Yeah. So that's how it felt, you know, and and it has resonated with me. It pops into my mind. It's... um. Yeah, it's it's been good. It's a, I, I'm looking forward to watching it again after a bit of time mm. just to... I, I don't want to watch it straight away because I feel like it's something that needs to sit a little bit as well. I think if I went to watch it again straight away, I'd be watching it for the sake of it rather than to listen to maybe bits of the conversation that I might have missed. But yeah, what about you? I know you... Yeah, we've reflected on it quite a lot. I've actually bought the book it was based oh, on. I haven't got around to reading it yet. It looks very different in how it runs, but I'm looking forward to reading that. We've just told everyone we've seen in the last week to go and watch it, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. What was that? It was like you'd just been <laughs> caught with your hand in a jar then. <laughs> we have... We have been doing that, yes. Apologies, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) You literally jumped. Yeah. (laughs) It's part of the magic that is me, Jables. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's still a five out of five for me. 
still the best film of the year, definitely. I think it's going to be hard to beat that because I'm just trying to think back to last year. You get a bit of recency bias, obviously. For me, still Godzilla minus one, yeah. probably, from last year. Mm. But yeah. we're off to a strong start this year, so that's good. It's been yeah. quite nice. It's, it's actually been a strong couple of months, really, with the films that we've watched. There's not been many duds. I mean, it wasn't a dud, but Beekeeper was just what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but it certainly been, wasn't a dud for Ben, was it? certainly wasn't a dud. It's been nice to watch some good films and mm. have stuff to talk about. I guess that's where you probably struggle a bit more, Ben, and, and things about like the Marvel and the... The franchise-type yeah. films that I know you're not a massive Yeah, because they're, they're still just copy and paste for me. I don't have anything to add to them yeah. evermore, so, unless they come up with some amazing reboot of them, but I don't see how they do that. Yeah. Anyway. We don't want to make you jump anymore, Ben, so <laughs> while you're talking, why don't you tell us what you're on about this week? Right, firstly, I wasn't jumping. I just had something <laughs> caught in my throat. <laughs> what am I on about? So I'm on about ret- 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 retro reels on Saturday the 17th of February. Usual spot, Kingsland Corn Exchange. 7.30 p.m. in the evening. And this time we're watching Labyrinth. Come in. Which that doesn't is, mean anything to bend, does it? No. <laughs> no. It's actually, it was put live a couple of days ago. It's already booking up quite nicely. It so, is, isn't it? Know. It's about half full, isn't it, yeah. already? If you're hearing this now and you're a fan, get yeah. on the site and get booked. So we're all looking forward to that, I think. Yeah, I know we put it to a vote. It wasn't my first choice. Oh, that's true. We did, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We, it was quite nice to do the voting thing. I will say, basically, everyone I've mentioned it to has gone, ooh, even yeah. giving out posters in town, people yeah. in shops have gone, ooh. Yeah, I know. So, so yeah. it's obviously popular and it's not being funny. This is the whole point of Retro Reels, wasn't it? We, we were picking films that aren't going to be in film festivals. They're not going to be in things, but people might want to watch in the cinema. And that's, yeah, And definitely. we're doing it for ourselves as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be cool. Not seen it for a long time. So there we go. That's me. Jables, what are you on about this week? Uh, I have nearly finished. I haven't quite finished. I've got a couple of episodes left of The Brother's Son. As in Sun in the Sky, not S-O-N. So not the nephew of. No, which is a Netflix series starring Michelle Yeoh, uh, Justin Chan and Samsung Lee. Basically, Charles is one of Michelle Yeoh's sons. His father is a, a triad boss in Taipei and father gets assassinated or attempted assassination. And then they realise someone's hunting down triad bosses. So he goes to America to find his mum and his brother, who is also in America. And so father father took one son, mother took the other son. She basically separated away from the family and has, has been like bringing him up as a, um, as, a, as a child in America. So there's a lot of kind of culture clashes. I won't give you too much, but, you know, it, this is like half of the first episode. She knows what's going on. So is she other... like in hiding? Yeah, basically. Right. She's in hiding. The other brother knows nothing about what's happened in the past. So this triad boss brother turns up and is all like, you know, and the other brother doesn't have a clue what's going on. It's quite good fun. It it actually has a really good balance of fun and comedy. It's got some good action set pieces, some good fight scenes and bits like that. Well choreographed stuff. Michelle Yeoh's really good. I really like her. I do too. So no, yeah. it's really it's really good fun. But like I said, it is it has got serious moments. You could watch the the trailer and think it's just going to be like a really farcical rompy mm. sort of thing, and it has those elements. But it got serious. It's got good story bits. It's got fun bits. It's got serious bits. It's quite light at times and quite heavy at other times. And yeah, it's good fun. I, I, I'm nearly finished. I'll uh, let you know how it finishes. But yeah, I'd, def- I'd recommend mm. it if you want something serious to watch. I did actually see it pop up on Netflix and I assumed it was a film. Yeah. But when I saw it was a series, I thought, oh, no, I haven't got time for that. But mm. if you think it's worth pursuing, then give you it can a couple of episodes if you're not interested by then. I think you will be, though. I think, mm. you, you know. And you know me, I'm not massively into gangster stuff. I was just going to say, I didn't think you like gangster I'm stuff. I'm not. 
but I, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's because it's not set just in that world, yeah. but it, it's set in it kind of it's set between worlds. Yeah, if it's a bit of a culture clash, it yeah. gives it a bit of nuance, doesn't yeah, exactly, it? Rather exactly. than just power struggles and yeah. stuff. Our kid, tell us what you're all about. Well, we went to see a film at the Corn Exchange. Did you? Yes. Thanks for the invite. You did get invited. You turned us down. <laughs> I know I did. Called Blue Giant. Yeah. Which is a new anime. It was only released at the end of January, based on a graphic novel about three young jazz musicians in okay. Tokyo. And it is directed by Yuzuri Tachikawa with an original jazz score by Hiromi Uihara. And it was very good. I yeah. like anime anyway, yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll tend to watch any anime. But the, I'm not a massive jazz fan, but the score was great, wasn't it? It was yeah. really powerful, really good music. We went with someone who is a jazz fan, and she really enjoyed the music. She's been looking everywhere for the soundtrack <laughs> today. Yeah, I had a look. It's very hard. You can get it on vinyl for about £1,000, but you can't get it on... So it is on Spotify. Okay. Yeah. But, well, yeah, it YouTube is on Spotify. she ended up on. But you can't get it on CD. Obviously, yeah, I've got CD. Which is I'm Ben's into... preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just yeah. realised how ridiculous yeah. I sound. <laughs> you absolutely can't get it apart from on Spotify. Yeah. It was good because the Corn Exchange, they're trying to play a wider range of films. Yeah. So, anime, indie. I think it's really important to try and support those things. There were only three of us in the screening yesterday, and it was, you know, we still enjoyed it, but yeah. it was a little bit disappointing. Mm. So, yeah. if yeah, you see yeah. these things flashing up on the Corn Exchange website, do give them a chance. Yeah. If you can. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're quite big sort of anime fans, aren't we? More sort of like the Studio Ghibli stuff, not the kind of fighty, crashy stuff. But I really enjoyed it. I was like, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but it's the detail is amazing as well, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I think cool. you were saying, obviously, there's a bit of a combination of traditional animation techniques and some computer-driven stuff as well in there, but it still works really well. Yeah, and they used a lot of visuals to represent the movement of music and sound and things. So it, yeah. it was very... Oh, psychedelic's not quite the right word, but it was very visual in how it represented music, yeah, cool. which I think, alongside the actual you know, audio, worked really, really well. Nice. Well, if yeah. people want to get in touch and tell us, uh, give us some other recommendations of things to watch, how would they do that, our kid? They would get us on the socials at Just So Jables, email hello at justsojables.com, get on the website, justsojables.com, Stick forward slash retro reels on the end, and you'll learn a bit more about Labyrinth. Come in. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. That's some Go away yeah. again. <laughs> well, on to this week. What are we watching this week, Ben? We are watching a film called Argyle oh, this week. And who's going to tell us all the info about that? Then? I'm going to tell you some info about it, not Go. all the info. That would take a long life, time. Then. Right, so this is a kind of, uh, not quite, it's an action comedy film, I think. Directed by Matthew Vaughan of Kingsman stuff, X-Men stuff, Layer Cake, things like that. Yeah. And this uh, it's quite a star-studded film. I'll tell you briefly what it's about first. So Argyle is the name of a secret agent who's a character in books. So books are written by Ellie Conway, protagonist in the film. And from what we see on the trailer, it looks as if the things she writes in the books actually happen in real life. And then she gets dragged into some kind of international spy agent espionage type thing. And all kinds of hilarious things ensue. So it stars Bryce Dallas Howard as Ellie Conway. And I say it stars studded, so we've got Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Dua Lipa, Catherine O'Hara, Ariana DeBose, John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson, Richard E. Grant, might just be a cameo, and Sophia Batella, who was the mummy in the 2017 mummy film. Yeah. This is two hours and 19 minutes. 
Okay. So I'm That's gonna to leave it there, but I think you can probably tell from my tone how I feel about this film. I like some of Matthew Vaughan's stuff. Same. I yeah. like Kick Ass. Yeah. I first like one. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. first, second one's bad. Real bad. I like most of the first Kingsman film. I hate the second one, but then like yeah. the new one. Yeah. Why am I talking this high? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I do like some of the films. I'm not going to say I'm a, I'm a fan, but yeah, usually watchable stuff mm. is what I would say. Sometimes it's really colourful and fun. Yeah. And sometimes it's really childish and derivative. I was going to say, they're definitely quite stylized, some of them, mm. in a certain way. I mean, they're almost like comic booky plus, if that yeah. makes sense. They don't necessarily feel like comic book films, but they, I don't know what it is, the colour palette or just the mm. framing or, or how it is. It feels a bit like that from time to time. But, but it always feels a bit like I've seen it before. And yeah. I don't always like his music choices. Yeah, I know what you mean. They can be good, but the premise of the film, I haven't watched the trailer, I must say, I don't feel that interested in the idea that much. I'm not against it, because I like, let's face it, I like pretty much all the people in it. Mm. Henry Cavill doing a spy thing is fine, but I don't know why I'm not that excited about it. Because I don't think I was that excited about the Kingsman, the, the King's Men. And was actually quite surprised and quite enjoyed it. Yeah. And and enjoyed what it was doing and how it done it. It was quite understated. This feels like it's going to be the other end. Not understated, you know, it's a Kingsman film. But it still felt, and it was like a crazy bonkers ended, but it still felt slightly grounded at times as well. This feels like it could be completely opposite way. I don't Mm -hmm. know, I don't feel where this is going to be grounded. And what was the film we watched? We spoke about this when we talked about it. The Lost City. The Lost City. Oh, yeah. It has got those vibes, hasn't it? It has those vibes. Yeah. It was that kind of film, but that just made it a bad film because i actually loved the idea of that film yeah Yeah. it just didn't work and it's 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 not it doesn't feel new there's like the the spy film that you like i know that's not quite the same but the one with melissa oh spy yeah Yeah. Yeah. i like despite itself (laughs) kind of thing Yeah. yeah so they can and i'm not a massive fan of it but i know they can be good and they can work and and the silly and ridiculous can sit alongside the store the good kind of story Let's face it, Bond is basically built on that because some mm. of the plots of Bond, they, you know, they're, they're farcical if yeah. you look mm-hmm. at the nature. But we still like them because it's Bond, because of the style, because of how it all sits together. Whereas I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to watching a a crappy action film. Uh, I know we done, you know, Honey Badger or Beekeeper or whatever it was. <laughs> I thought you said crappy action film. Yeah, Honey <laughs> Badger. Right. But it feels yeah. like it could be better than that to me, Ben. But I don't know. What? I'm sorry, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Arkid, what do you think? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It does look quite colourful, brain out kind of thing. I yeah. really like Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm. And I really like Henry Cavill as well and Sam Rockwell. Every name I come to, I'm like, yeah, I yeah, actually exactly. really like them too. Yeah. So if they've got themselves involved in it, there must be something to it. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Or you've so, got something over them. May, well, maybe. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that. quite impressive to have something over all of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. So as I wouldn't well. be making films, I'd just be getting them to send me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that we're going to sit here after the film and go, do you know what? Actually, I really enjoyed that. That's about the most I'm yeah, hoping I, for. Yeah. But I think that will be really good. Absolutely. Ben? I think it's going to be rubbish. Do you? Yeah, I think it's going to be awful. This, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, like there's a lot of star power behind this. And I think that's potentially a bad sign. Like, yeah. it's going to be a cobbled together mess because these feel like the kind of people... I think it's going to be disjointed. I think it's going to be forced, like the humour's going to be forced and it's going to just not land. 
I think some of the performances are going to be wooden. I'm not holding out a lot of hope for this film, I have to say. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's going to be style over substance. Yeah. Well, let's hope you're wrong. Let's hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I feel let's like rock. I've ended that on a, on a low note. You did, really yeah. bummed us all out yeah. then, Ben. Yeah. Okay, in future, start with me. Okay, and then we can, yeah. Okay, let <laughs> Got me it. talk you up. <laughs> okay then, see you later. Bye. Bye. Uh, we're back from the Majestic, having just watched... Argyle. Uh, who's doing me some film synopsis? That would be me. Go for it, our kid. So, Bryce Dallas Howard plays Ellie, a timid writer whose fictional hero, Argyle, played by Henry Cavill, has all the spy adventures she's too scared to. But then fiction and reality blend and adventure ensues as Ellie gets more and more accustomed to this new world. Or is it really that new? Dun, dun, dun. Will that do? Yeah, kind okay. of, I suppose. We'll get into, we'll get, we'll get into story. Kind of, I suppose. Yeah. I just well, why think... don't you do a synopsis? No, no. I, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Oh. I just meant in terms of, as, okay, as I was going to say. We'll get into the story. We can talk quite a bit about the story, but there's a lot of ground it covers. Not all necessarily that great. And we won't give major spoilers away, but there's a lot of, different types of film in here where, where to start I'll, i think i'll start with the positives for me so the, the it doesn't mind taking its time i know it's hard to start the film kind of <laughs> it doesn't mind taking its time to build up the story it lays everything out to you it you know it, it starts off with you know as you see in the trailer this this fictional henry cavill spy argyle who she's writing about and then it quickly Drops to her life, which is quite mediocre. And uh, in reality, she's you know she's a big writer, but she's quite a reclu- a bit reclusive. And I found all the the beginning of the film, even with the Henry Cavill action set piece and Bond esque spy start, really, I was I was really bored mm. at the start until Sam Rockwell got it got involved. So this is me building up to the bits that I liked mm. when he was in. There was comedy. He was funny. He was dry. He was kind of down to earth, but also silly. I, I, I liked his introduction on mm. the train. He seemed uh, slightly Matthew McConaughey-like to uh, me yeah. in that introduction. He reminded me of another character that I've seen him play, but I can't remember what it right. is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I liked it. It's like an offbeat kind of genuine person in there. And I liked their interactions. I don't necessarily know if I felt much chemistry between them, as you get on in the story, but... I liked how they were, especially in those early stages. As you progress through the film and the story develops, there's spy intrigue, there's double crossing, going back to like the Bond themes, Bond villain hideouts, this kind of stuff. The more it went on after those second act bits that I started liking, the more it went on after that, it just kind of got tedious. It then went into action set pieces, ridiculousness, uh, bit bore boring isn't right just annoying i think for me so matthew vaughan we know his films we've seen quite a few of his films the films i like i think seem to be the ones where they're not necessarily original but they have a different take on the genres that we all know Mm -hmm. kick-ass it's a different kind of take on the comic book 
hero yeah. origin story introduction. And it's not just about him. And it's kind of like this mix of worlds. There's like the fantasy comic book heroes and then like what's really happening with Hit Girl and Big Daddy and that kind of stuff. Mm. And that kind of crossover over thing, which he done really well in the film. Kingsman, same thing. It's, you know, it's a spy film about, he's not a Bosch Eaton boy. He's a kid off the street, Eggsy. And they're different takes on those things. Where he seems to fall down on this one is it didn't feel original in any way, shape or form. Like, mm. you know, we had, we spoke about like the lost city and mm. the, the writer who's um, meeting her characters and working with her characters. And I know this is, it was trying to be different in terms of like tying it into a whole story, but even then it just felt artificial and kind of like just a bit really forced and wrapped up in massive amounts of exposition, like crazy amounts. They won't let you go by with letting you think for yourself to the point of, like second to last scene of the whole thing is introducing a character that you know you're kind of expecting it and then they tell you what they were doing in between mm. times so you're just like i did actually ex- yeah. exclaim in the scene i was like yeah we yes, know we know you don't need to tell us what's obvious and that was really annoying and that happens for a lot of the stuff in the film you know the whole show don't tell thing which i go on about quite a bit but just let us have something yeah. that we think about i think matthew vaughan genuinely thinks we're stupid. Iterating and then reiterating points over and over again. And it didn't help that it was so bloody long and it felt like all of those gaps were filled in with either exposition or more story or some absurdity. It just didn't give you a chance to think. I think it's almost like they're trying to tick off every box and, and make sure that you can't say anything wrong about it there's a specific bit in the film where they they literally talk about a plot point to do with ellie's character and i was sat there going oh no that's because of so and so they don't they they like cut you off from having any thought and going oh no hey you think it's because of that and say well they almost do the whole wibbly wobbly timey rhymey thing they just kind of go ah no well you're not able to do that because of blah 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 sometimes things just you know, are in a film. Like, you know, we said about, I know, I'm not comparing it to all our strangers from last <laughs> week, but you know how we said that they didn't, they didn't force it down. You, you don't know why these things no, were happening. They it. just were. And that's fine. And that would have worked in this film, but no, absolutely not. You mm. have to have everything explained to you, but it was explained badly and nonsensical and implausible. Do you remember in Kingsman 2 when they bring... Uh, Colin Firth back to life by putting yeah. it down. and you're just like what the f*** are you doing that's ridiculous yeah. there's a similar bits in this bringing someone back to life not just that but also some of the things that happen you're just like that isn't clever that's just dumb yeah. and important I hated that fake outs and stuff I'm waffling what about from the top I would say that I did also think it was weak but I did kind of enjoy it. Like you said, as we left, there was a good story trapped in there somewhere. And I did like all of the leads in it. I do really like Bryce Dallas Mm. Howard. And actually I thought that she was quite sweet in it and quite good fun. Yeah. Same with Sam Rockwell. I thought he was really good too. There was a lack of chemistry there, particularly later on somehow. Yeah. They were sort of supposedly growing closer together and they actually seemed to be further apart. They didn't seem to gel. And similarly with the Argyle character, there was obviously supposed to be this link between 
Ellie and Argyle psychologically. Yeah. And I just wasn't feeling it. There was no sense of... There's no reason for th- yeah. yeah, there were times where she was... Oh, but they'll explain it to you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... feel like... I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's times where she's looking in a mirror and, and talking to him. Yeah. And it just felt like people who'd been filmed separately than yeah, being yeah. shown on a screen. Yeah. It, even though you don't really expect chemistry particularly. Actually, no, I did. I did expect there to yeah. be something more between the two of them. And there's flashes where she is seeing someone else and seeing Argyle, like, flitting between reality and fantasy. Yeah. And I don't think that worked no, it didn't work. well. No. The crossover Either. fights. It's during the fight no. scenes. Him and Cavill giving cheesy looks and acted. I see what like they the... were trying to yeah, do. Exactly. It didn't work. It didn't work. Because it didn't suit what they were then trying no. to say about those characters. No. And talking of the, the fight scenes and the action scenes, they were kind of okay to start with. Yeah. And there was when one on the grounded. train that was yeah, quite yeah. good fun. Yeah. But it just went on and on and on and it wouldn't stop. And then there were later waves of villains, you know, well-armed villains just kept coming and yeah. coming. And it was just like they did exactly the same thing with, yeah. with all of them. And the scenes just would not end however much I I willed them to. So I think while there were things that I did like about it in terms of just sitting and watching something a bit rubbish, I don't see myself watching it again. Maybe if it was on Netflix and I was hanging out and Ben wasn't there because I suspect Ben wouldn't want to see it again. Maybe if you had just like a stinking cold and there was literally nothing else, you you couldn't be bothered to change the channel and it was just on. Maybe. Go on, elaborate, Ben. Give us some more thoughts. Um, I've got just slightly random thoughts, probably not as structured as you guys, but it wasn't clever enough to be a clever film. It wasn't intelligent enough to be thought-provoking because, like you say, they just explain everything away all the time. There's humour in this film, but it wasn't funny enough to be a comedy. It was absurd as well, but it wasn't absurd in a clever way enough to be an interesting absurdist film. It was just like a bit of everything and, and like less than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And just weird things happening. Because, you know, like, going into this, I I expected it to be a bit rubbish. Right from the start, so the the scene that you kind of see a bit of in the trailer, so it's the fantasy Argyle character going through a kind of James Bond-esque situation with baddies in a nightclub kind of thing, doing a bit of dancing and then having a chase through, like, a Greek town down a hill. And then that immediately becomes absurd. Like, he's chasing a woman on a motorbike, but he's in a mini moke, driving across rooftops in just, like, horrible CGI. And I was like, no... Just lost me now. Yeah. I just, I'm going to not like this film, even if it starts to become good. But it, more than anything else, for me, it was just boring. Yeah. I was just bored most of the time. And I don't really like fight scenes very much in films because they're usually overblown and overworked. And this is just another example. I'm not even angry at it. It's, it was just like mm, boring. And then just other weird stuff, like I think we, we mentioned on the, on the walk back. They suddenly, halfway through the film, the, the two main characters suddenly just changed how they look. And I guess yeah. that's because something happens, which you know we won't go into. There is a revelation of some kind, and there is a character change. Yeah. But it's just like they've done it gra- visually so clumsily that it's yeah. just like what? And it's like dealt with in one line of Samuel L. Jackson saying, "You may as well go as your fictional characters." Mm. I'm sat there going, "Why?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you did. But also, why does that mean sitting at the hairdressers for three hours getting highlights? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to do that. No, just yeah. Weird. Not weird in an interesting way, just no. just weird decisions that don't make sense. The CG and effects were not good in places and weirdly stuck out. And it's where it falls down for me. It's not the look. It's that classic thing where they just get the physics wrong of stuff. Mm. Mm. Like things move like 
things don't move. Yeah, and proportions. So and some of the bits that actually worked all right, I quite liked the bit where they go to recover the thing from the old bat in London. Mm. That yeah. bit worked because yeah. it, it felt kind of grounded and real and it was a nice kind of action scene and you've got Sam Rockwell doing shooty gun things and it was quite funny and quite silly. I quite liked that bit, mm. but then ice skating yeah. on oil was ridiculous. That whole shootout in smoke... It looked so bad. It did. In CGI. Mm. It didn't make sense. And it just looked awful. I know. I don't understand the process. When when they were sat there putting that scene together, yeah. which must have cost a lot of money and yeah. taken mm. a lot of people's time and energy, what effect did they feel that was going to have on the audience? No. Did they sit there going, people are just going to be stunned by the yeah. colour, they're going to be amazed by the humour, they're going to be dazzled by the dance moves... Whereas we just sat there stone cold, absolutely, yeah. weren't we? We were just waiting for it to end. Yeah, I realised my arms had crossed. And it, yeah. Wasn't yeah, yeah. Good. I just realised yeah. I was just like, yeah, yeah. It was just washing over me. I really don't know what no. I was supposed to feel watching I, that. I don't know, no. because there's set pieces in things, fight scenes, as you say, in, I don't know, like a John Wick fight scene. Yeah, or, or, or even like Shang-Chi or something yeah, like but, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's usually something impressive with it. But I wasn't impressed by any of the stuff in this. No. I don't know what how I was supposed to feel about it. It pops into my head like, you know, Jackie Chan in Drunken Master. I know they're no Jackie Chan. And that, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's so it's it's so well put together. Yeah, it's joyful, it, isn't yeah, it? Because, yeah, and it makes you, you chuckle because it is absurd and you're just like, oh, but it's well put together. Mm. This is, was just like nothing. It was like it was put together by effects and that isn't interesting. Mm, no. Which... Probably neatly brings me on to the music choices. I know yeah. I grumble mm. quite a lot yeah. about Matthew Vaughan's music choices, but this seemed to be a really good example of his attempting to be left field and just missing the mark. You know, what's the mark of a great soundtrack? It's something like Quentin Tarantino, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, the songs, are they're unexpected, mm. but it works yeah. brilliantly. And I think that's what he's trying to do. Mm. He's trying to be a little bit edgy, a little bit different, not quite what you expect. Not one song hit the mark with no. me Yeah, it was all. just, oh, here's a song. Here's another song. Here's a loud song while we slow-mo some yeah. villains in. I mean, I liked Kick-Ass the film. I thought the music choices were pretty bad in most of that. Yeah. And I felt the same way about this. The annoying part of it for me as well was in there, if you stripped back some of the crap, if you tightened things up, if you cut certain sections, even characters to a point and like aspect of it, there was actually a goodish story in there that could have been quite good and i don't just mean like the twists and turns but the overall kind of it it could have actually been quite interesting yeah i was really looking forward to it but everything just missed yeah it did it's not easy to put your finger on exactly what reason that was i think it's just because it wasn't sure what the main point of it was yeah it tried a, a bit of everything a bit of funny a bit of absurd a bit of serious a bit of peril and it never gelled it together because it wasn't one thing over another it was just a oh we need a little bit of everything mm. and was, just like the epitome of all that for me is the cat and that might be an unpopular opinion on, on the oh, table the but the cat was just annoying because it was a like the cgi again was awful mm. i didn't mm. really understand the point of the cat because in terms of like characterization 
it didn't fit either. It's like, what am I supposed to think that she's yeah. like kooky or I don't I don't mm, understand yeah. because like she's a highly successful novelist. I think they liked the visual of the backpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The cat around. That's yeah. it. Like you imagine someone sketched that out in in a meeting in a creative meeting. And they were and they just latched onto it and they yeah. couldn't let go of it for I'm, some reason. I'm pretty sure someone was probably on holiday in Japan and saw someone walking around with one of those backpacks. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, it would we thought be a good awesome. Idea. Let's build yeah. a film around that. Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. like, like we think we mentioned it the other day. The film Spy with Melissa McCarthy in, they do use some of that sort of stuff. Like because when she she goes like, not quite, but <laughs> like the cat lady t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she has to go out in the field. And, and she's not really a field agent, but they put her out in the field and they keep giving her these like ridiculous personas. And it's always the opposite of like a James Bond. Like she'll be like some Midwestern housewife with a weird hairdo and an obsession yeah. with cats. Mm-hmm. And it works because they do it well. This, it just, like everything just seems like tacked on like a veneer. Yeah. It's like, oh, you'll find this funny. It's like, no, it just looks rubbish. Yeah. So it wasn't as fun as I'd hoped it would be. Like you say, it wasn't awful if i was completely brain out on this it was trashy kind of it was throwaway in that regard but it wasn't good it wasn't particularly clever it had a couple of fun bits and like i said for me the high point is sam rockwell because i just like watching sam rockwell doing sam rockwell things but it wasn't enough to make it a good film overall because like not being funny we said about the kingsman i know a lot of young people who people a lot younger than me who like that film because of the style and the, the young kid off the street and they got into that this is these are people our age in a spy you know like, mm. i'm not getting anything mm. out of this film so yeah and also final point from me yeah Am I right in thinking that at the end they blow up an oil tanker? Yeah. Just because. What yeah, about the environmental much. impact? Yeah, pretty much, Ben. It's a bit random. Eco-warrior. Yeah. Ben, this is a new No, character. I know. That's unusual for me, but, <laughs> but that's a little bit much, blowing up an oil tanker. So, final thoughts, our kid? Oh, well, I don't really have a grade particularly. I'd probably put it on a par with Kingsman, actually, because I'm not a massive fan of the first Kingsman. Yeah. It wasn't as horrible as the second Kingsman. It, well, I don't want to say fine again. I feel I can feel it coming out of my mouth and I don't really want it to, but not great. Yeah. There you go. What about you, Ben? Have you okay. got any? Yeah, I'll give it a CGI mini moke on top of a Greek roof yeah. out of cars, out of films. Yeah. Wow. It was, for me, it was suboptimal, I will say. It was Kingsman 2 for me. Not in terms of like, some of the nasty bits in that, just in terms of how it made me feel as a film. It'll be interesting to see what critics yeah, have said. Yeah, yeah. Whether we're yeah. totally out of line. Yeah, it could, could well be. Yeah, suspect but, not. I think it's going to be a bit mixed, but mostly it's mediocre. I did fall asleep before the film, didn't I? And I was quite, Which does I was make quite, you grouchy. I was quite grumpy when yeah, we, yeah, we were, got yeah. to the cinema. Yeah. But I soon warmed up. He was but, like, shuntering <laughs> <laughs> away. Yeah, that's yeah, a shame. Trailers? I know what Do. they were. Doom, Doom Part 2. Spoken about that quite a bit, but mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we should say, actually, we were in Cinema 1 for the first time since it's re... Um, Vamp. Revamp, that's, a, that's the one. The screen and the sound look really good. Yeah. The sound looked great. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm still tired. I think but, so. Um, it was good, it was loud, and it looked really good, and seeing June on that big screen, it made me think I do really want to watch that yeah. film in IMAX. Seats weren't as comfy as I was hoping, but that's what's talking about June. We've spoken about it quite a bit, haven't we? Mm-hmm. What was the other film, Ben? Can't remember. Madam Web. Oh, okay. I don't no, think... thanks. Yeah, this is a Sony spider man verse affair with Dakota Fanning. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Which yeah. was Dakota Fanning? She was in the Equalizer 3. 
Dakota's uh, okay, yeah. funny. Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dakota Johnson. And Who I do like. I do like as well. But this film just looks like a real mess. I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, I can't say I'm that excited about it. I'm not terribly excited no, about I, it. No, I really. nothing slash slightly yeah. minus something. This I film. bet I'll watch it at some point. We'll probably I watch might, it in yeah. the cinema at some oh, point. Oh, God. <laughs> I need a I need a year off people in stretchy costumes. Yeah, honestly, you say that it's probably not going to happen, Ben. But no, no. What about later? Ah. <laughs> yeah, but we're not filming when, that when this time. When we do time. the Whirly Bird, yeah, yeah. Or whatever that dance oh, move yeah. was called yeah. in the film, yeah. So our kid, tell us uh, what's happening next week. Not very much, really. Okay. There's not much new on at the Majestic that we haven't already seen, and there's not much on for the corn exchange just yet there's a bit of a gap isn't there for the following week so so watch this space I guess yeah well if people want to uh, get in touch and give us a recommendation of something maybe watch on the streaming how would they do that Ben? on the socials at Just So Jables they could email us hello at justsojables.com boom that that was easy wasn't it? do it do it tell us what to watch Tremors please Tremors (laughs) what the recent one or no the original we're not watching that again Ben (laughs) right we'll see you next week people smell you later (laughs) Cheers. We can already smell you. Bye. (laughs) Just so jables.